0: It's time for the Nose spot. My guest tonight from the plains of Iowa John Follow Through Blue The host of the Total BS Podcast Thank you all for joining me. We are nearing the end of round two of the NBA playoffs. Uh, We're so far the only team that's made it to the third round is your Phoenix son, Saul. And uh, I think it's been a, a journey so far with who are they going to play in the first? Oh my God, it's the Lakers. Then AD is hurt and they get past the Lakers and Chris Paul's shoulder stinger and neck stinger and then he's looking okay. And then just one more piece of bad luck in the playoff history of Chris Paul. He tests positive for COVID. Um, first, what's like the latest you're hearing on that situation?
1: Well, um, so the latest I, I, I've, I've been hearing is, is that um, Chris Paul last tested. Um, he actually, he, he, he was diagnosed with COVID on Monday. Um, and then through everything, Uh, He's, he's pretty close on the threshold count in terms of being positive or negative. So I'm going to hope for the best and, and say that if let's say the Clippers do take care of business tonight, um, against the jazz, uh, if there was a game on Sunday and we'll find out tomorrow morning on Saturday morning, but, uh, he, he would most likely play. I would, I would hunch, um, if he was truly close to that threshold count on Wednesday, uh, meaning, and he is vaccinated. Uh, he got vaccinated in February with several other uh, Suns players. Um, so I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident that the most he would miss a game one. Uh, and that's if they played on Sunday. If the Jazz take care of business tonight, then we're talking about a Tuesday game. And I'm, I'm more confident that he will play in game one.
0: Well, does he, does he need two negative tests in a row in order to play?
1: Yeah, he does. He needs, he needs back-to-back uh, negative tests with a 24-hour period. Um, in order to play. Um, so let's just say he tested on Thursday or Friday and then they took another test Friday or Saturday and they, they were back to back positive or negative tests Then he would be cleared to go for Sunday. Oh,
0: he could go as soon as he gets the two tests. There's no like four day waiting period. or anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For, for players that are vaccinated, there is no, there's not really a, a, a set rule on what they, what they have to do outside of, they have to test negative twice. And any word on whether or not he has
0: tested negative yet?
1: No, no word yet no word yet on any of that stuff um, there's a the Sun said that they would update everybody tomorrow um, we don't even have a set time for that yet so yeah we'll, it's kind of a wait and see approach yeah
0: well I I, I am rooting for them as I think a lot of, they're kind of becoming the sentimental favorite as a lot of people want to see Chris Paul finally win one um, and they're looking good I mean especially if he only misses a game in the second round or in the third rounds. but if he does miss a game? What do you see? Uh, do you see a bigger load on Devin Booker, or is Cameron Payne doing more of the ball
1: handling? Yeah, you know, I honestly, I, the Suns, for as um, as as snake bitten of a franchise as they have been from time to time in the playoffs, especially, um, and Chris Paul as well. Uh, I feel like a little bit of that snake bittenness, if you will say. Mm-hmm. I think I just made up a word. Um, it actually is proving to be a benefit because of what happened in round one with the Lakers and Chris Paul getting injured and the Suns having to find their way through that. Um, I was there for game two. I saw it up front. I knew Chris Paul was not going to be effective. He shot a three right in front of my face and he didn't even come within six feet of the rim. And I was like, Oh man, this is not going to be good. And the Suns battled and they found a way to stay close in that game. And they were close with, with three minutes left to go before um, AD and company kind of took over. Uh so they can kind of, you know, rec uh you know hearken back on that experience and understand what they were doing in that in that time. If Chris Paul can't play, campaign is plenty good enough to step up. And they have other guards that really haven't gotten a lot of run in the playoffs like Etoine Moore, um, Langston Galloway, um, that are also uh, strong contributors. Javon Carter's defensively, he's he's solid, can hit the three. So I don't think the panic button really is as high as maybe others would think with Chris Paul out now with Chris Paul and fold, obviously it makes you a significantly better team. But I think because of the, the nagging injuries for both the jazz and for the Clippers, I'm not really too concerned whether or not Chris Paul plays, um, misses a game or not.
0: Former Nick, of course, Langston Galloway.
1: That's right, baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, John. So being that both the jazz and Clippers are, banged up a little bit um who
2: do you think the sun should hope to play i think it just depends on Kawhi. yeah right if Kawhi is because they haven't announced yet like what
1: he ain't coming back
2: (laughs) that's where you're installed no chance i I, just
1: i just i think it's a it's an acl injury and unless it's a unless it's not completely torn um i i just i don't see it i don't see it yeah, the rumor I heard
2: was ACL. Like that was the last thing, but I hadn't heard any sort of formal. Um, if he's if he's out, I would be begging to play the Clippers. I would be like, yeah, please. You're not. You're on. not. You're not buying into playoff P. I mean, playoff P. Like he had a <laughs> he had a night, right? Yeah. He had a night, and that's that's what you're going to get. And so he might have one or two good games against the Suns. That's not enough to win. And he's um, and I, I think. The Jazz are more dangerous because they've been doing all this without Conley, right? And they are they're hanging close to a pretty good Clippers team. And I don't know if Conley comes, I would worry about Conley coming back and the Jazz being like um, a really really tough team to to
1: handle. So I, just, yeah, I think the Clippers, I think the Suns can take the Clippers without. I just. I just think that at this point in time, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter to me. You know, I, I, and I'm not saying that the Suns are the end all be all to everything, but man, it's, it's hard not to feel as a Suns fan that your team is, is coming together at the right moment and they're, they're doing, you know, things on both ends of the court. And you're playing two teams that, um, either have injuries or chemistry issues from time to time. And even though the Jazz were the number one seed, it'd be tough to beat them on the road in Utah, but the Clippers did it without Kawhi. And, and Mike Conley is good and all, but he's not Chris Paul good. He just isn't. And so, you know, I, I don't really think it matters who they play. I think the Suns will be ready for either team. And um, I think they could win both series.
0: It's an amazing turnaround for the franchise to be in a position where you're just confident whoever you play. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's get a, me
2: wrong. I, I think they will win both series. I think, I think the Jazz would be a tougher, a tougher match, but I think the Suns would win. I'd agree with As that one. Well.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, but if we learned anything from the end of this regular season, it's careful what you wish for on who you play and uh, <laughs> don't try to volley. I mean, they can't volley for position here. Um, switching to actually, last time you were on the show, uh, it was right after Chris Paul was traded to the Suns. And you said that, you know, it's, it's kind of about Devin Booker and wanting to keep him here, but it's really about DeAndre Ayton. What Paul is going to do for DeAndre Ayton. And, man, we are seeing it in these playoffs. Um, he's been great. So he's he's obviously in uh, a player, along with Trey Young, who was in that Luka draft, who everybody constantly compares to Luka. But as far as what the Suns must have hoped for and thought they were getting in drafting DeAndre Ayton, um, do, do you think he is that... And more is he met those expectations?
1: Um, I, I mean, it's it's hard to live up to the expectations of a number one pick. It's yes. just it's almost downright impossible because people assume like the number one pick is going to be like LeBron. You know what I mean? It's just it's not not the case. He was never that player, right? But um, what you you hope for is that you didn't miss on the pick. And I I think the Suns can confidently say they didn't miss on the pick, um, especially for this team, especially for the way they're positioned, especially for what they require. Out of that position, D.A. is everything and more that they want right now. They don't need a do- dominant offensive center. They just need a productive center. Um, and on defense, they do need a dominant center, and he has been dominant on defense. So uh, for all the, the people that want to throw hate D.A.'s way and compare him to Luka and whatever, you know, guess what? The Suns are in the Western Conference Finals, and Luka got bounced in the first round. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care. And, and Chris Paul is doing everything he can to mold and groom uh, DeAndre Aiden, just like the rest of his teammates. Um, they've been firmer with him this year um, and, and basically trying to install in him that, hey, you have to have a sense of urgency. Otherwise, we're not going anywhere. And he has proven that in the playoffs. He's done everything he's, that's been asked of him to do. And defensively, I, I can't I can't praise the guy more than I already do. He has just been phenomenal. He's been an anchor on that defense. He knows where he's supposed to be. He's starting to direct other players on where they're supposed to be. He's taking ownership of that side of the ball, which is fantastic to see. And compared to other centers in the league, I think he's one of the best defensive centers in the league. I'm I'm shocked that Joel Embiid got the nod um, on defense. I'm not saying DeAndre Aiden should have been first team or second team all defense, but I am kind of shocked when I look at guys like Joel Embiid and I'm like, Really, I, I'm not a believer. Really, I mean, so yeah. so over the all defensive centers it was Gobert and Joel Embiid. Gobert and Joel Embiid, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm I, not I'm not a big fan of Joel Embiid's defense. Offensively, I think he's phenomenal. Obviously, yeah. Um, but I think too many times we we believe the star power of an individual as opposed to the reality of an individual. And uh, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball for Joel Embiid, I think he's 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 good, but he's not he's not Rudy Gobert good. And I think DeAndre Aiden is probably closer to Rudy Gobert good um or will be. And I think here in the next three to four years, if DeAndre Aiden isn't making first team all defense, I'd be shocked.
0: Wow, yeah, I gotta watch for that. Cause defense is one of those things where you don't really see it until you watch a team every day and you're really yeah. focusing on that player. Exactly. Yeah. Um Javon Carter is great in that way. <laughs> He's
1: he is. He's not getting a lot of love on, on the court right now. Yeah. He's not getting a lot of run, but uh, yeah, the Bulldogs always been a, a, a crowd favorite. And so uh, we'll see you, you, again, if Chris Paul doesn't play um, or is limited or whatever, um, you know, that brings other guys into the fold and you got to see who's going to step up.
0: So how um, is the city of Phoenix and just the area responding to this? Is <laughs> it, is it, is it going nuts for
1: it or is it not a huge? I mean, city? I, you know, I mean, being a Knicks fan, you know, you yeah. know, if you're in New York, you know, I'm sure right before the playoffs started, it was kind of crazy. There was a lot of hype, you know, everybody excited about a possible Knicks run and whatever. Um, it's no different here. Uh, you know, the city's smaller, obviously, in mm-hmm. terms of uh, population, but man, a son's fever is a real thing. And this is, you know, this is the city's, uh, you know, initial franchise. It's, it's the only one. Um, that was birthed here outside of the D- diamond backs. Everybody else relocated mm-hmm. here and this city bleeds purple and orange when everything's going right. And I remember when I first got, uh, to, to my current position at my, uh, at the sports network I work for, um, they used to say that there's nothing like a sun's run. If you're, if you're ever here during a sun's run in the Valley, um, like ratings wise, uh, excitement wise, there's just nothing like it. And it's actually coming to fruition. You can see it. Bumper stickers everywhere. Car, uh, cars are spray painted with, you know, "Go Suns." Uh, purple and orange is alive and well across the valley for sure.
0: You know, on the contrary, I wonder if in Brooklyn, if more basketball fans are going to be rooting for the Bucks
1: or or the Nets tomorrow night. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's so sad that the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> might win an NBA championship and they're still going to always be the second favorite team in New York. Yeah. It it just doesn't matter. It's a Knicks town. It's a Knicks town.
0: I mean, they definitely, if the Knicks continued to be a dismal franchise, maybe they would have had a chance to cut in a bit, but the Knicks uh, got good enough in the right time to put a stop to that bleeding.
1: But it's all, but it also goes to, to the notion of, you know, like, the instantaneousness of, of the Brooklyn Nets, right? Yeah. It doesn't really curry favor with the fans. You know, like, okay, all of a sudden you go from one year to the next, you don't get a chance to buy into these individuals and watch them grow from, you know, the time they come into the league to the time that they're actually a superstar. And I think that's that's a major difference. You know, with the Knicks, you have a lot of players that, that have been journeymen players, been trying to find a role. Tom Thibodeau comes in, does a great job. Julius Randle, again, he wasn't a flashy uh, free agent signing, but you were hoping that he was going to give you, you know, some solid numbers and, and perform well. And he has, he's been phenomenal. He's played above and beyond where, uh, his, his previous career um, stats. And so, you know, you, you automatically want to buy into him. Plus he's a Nick and, and people are always going to be entrenched with Nick's um, you know, fandom, but like for the Suns team, you have Mikhail Bridges came in as a rookie, DeAndre Aiden came in as a rookie Devin Booker came in as a rookie Uh, these are all guys that were drafted and then you added a Chris Paul and a Jay Crowder I think that's by watching those three individuals kind of come up you you truly buy in and you say you know what I was there when it was bad and I was supportive these guys when it's bad and now it's good for them and it makes me even happier because I didn't jump off the bandwagon I didn't jump off the, the train. I was still there for them and I'm still a Suns fan. And I think a lot of fans feel validation right now because of what's going on. Um, yeah, as a Suns fan, uh, I know planet orange has a inferiority mm-hmm. complex from time to time and they want their due, they want their recognition. They want TNT to say that they're the best team ever when, when they feel like they should be. And, uh, they get a little jaded when they don't, um, you know, and so it's, it's that kind of buy-in that I see that I think, lends itself to the passion that a fan base has whereas brooklyn has kind of microwaved their way to a possible nba championship um this you know the Suns, the knicks are trying to you know bake it for three hours Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah
0: so uh anything you'd like to plug before get out of here
1: yeah. You know, uh, a couple things, you know, I'm on the sun solar panel podcast. If you, if you haven't uh, listened to that, we do all the sun's content. We actually have a New Yorker by the name of flex from Jersey oh. uh, who, oh, who comes in. And, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Flex. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's my guy. He's actually the one that, that told us the update on Chris Paul on Wednesday's show. Um, which is ultimately being our, our number one downloaded show um, of all time right now, which is kind of wow. crazy. So that's Sun's Fever is the real thing. It's pretty <laughs> cool. And then the Total BS podcast with my guy, Justin Spears. Um, we do have a major network announcement that's that's coming down the road, but uh, I'll save that for another day. Oh, you don't want to uh, break it here? No, no, no. We, we, we have, uh, we have some, 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 uh, irons in the fire, if you will, um, that we're pretty excited about, but I'll keep you guys in the loop and, uh, you know, maybe we'll have you guys on our show at some point. huh?
0: Hell yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us and good luck to you and your sons. Yeah. Good luck. I uh, appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. All right, John, we just, uh, talked a little bit about the bucks and nets playing tomorrow night and what I mean to me at least it's like one of the more anticipated non finals game 7s I could remember in quite some time. Yeah, I
2: think it's I think it's the least predictable game 7 mm-hmm. kind of I've ever I've ever seen cuz there's been such a um this series has gone so dramatically in different directions and yeah. then players are in and out and so yeah I mean, most times when you get to a game seven, it's like, all right, we've made this adjustment. They've made that adjustment. All the adjustments are done. And now it's just who can come out and out, but there's still adjustments to be made. Cause we don't even know, like we don't even know how to play. Like the bucks don't know how to play against a crippled Harden. I feel like they did better mm-hmm. um, in the last game than they did in the first game. They, they really wasted a chance in that first game. Yeah, I know. Um, but now they, But then they got better, but maybe Harden's hammy will be a little bit better. Maybe Kyrie's going to play? Is there any chance that he plays? I,
0: I think I've heard that also. It's still up in the air. So it depends on those variables in addition to... Right, as you said, it doesn't feel like they've made the adjust... It's not that they won game six because they adjusted to game five, right. really. It's just that in game six, unlike in game five... Jeff Green didn't go off for 24 points and six threes or whatever he had.
2: Right. And... Right. Um it's I, I don't know. I have no idea what's gonna what's gonna happen in this game. Just none. Middleton was out of control. Yeah. In game six, right? Like that's that's the Middleton you want to see. But I don't know if you're gonna if you're gonna see that in game seven. I I just think when it comes down to it. I think the Nets are going to win mm-hmm. if it's close because they can execute in the half court and they've got an all-time score. Yeah. Whereas the Bucks have kind of shown they can't execute in the half court. I mean, they're not—they're just not that strong. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I'm sure the Nets will are favored. Um, and if I had to pick, like my life depended on it, I, I'd take the Nets. But I, I really don't think it would not be shocking at all if the Bucs won and rooting for them. It is painful to watch Giannis shoot free throws at the oh. end of these games.
2: Yeah, Giannis and Ben Simmons. Holy yeah. cow.
0: Oof. I mean, at least Ben Simmons, it's not like you don't worth to worry about that 10 second thing,
2: but well, yeah, the Giannis, the Giannis thing, who was who was crazy slow? I mean, Malone was pretty slow. Um Oh, yeah, he would say something to himself that he's never told anybody. But he could at least make them (laughs) after his whole routine. Um, I feel like, yeah, these guys who just lose it on the line and are basically Chuck Knobloch or Steve Sachs (laughs) out there, it's it's horrific to watch. I I mean. Yeah, it is. And actually, in game six, he, he actually, I think he shot like,
0: he hit most of his free throws. But that's because he's at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the refs are probably a little less likely to call the 10 second violation. The crowd was completely quiet for every free throw <laughs> he's taking. And, and he's doing his whole like, you know, the, 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 the mime shot before and then six dribbles, it's, wow.
2: I just think if something is hard for you, just do it quickly. I feel yeah. like the longer you spend thinking about it, the more your brain is working against you. Um, and there's there's this book called the The Mental Game of Tennis mm-hmm. which is this whole idea of like having your your body do the thing and not your brain mm-hmm. right And like teaching your body like to not, to to keeping your brain from over, over overthinking So it's really a fascinating book. And that's the type of thing that someone in Giannis's circle and probably even Ben Simmons's circle needs to just (laughs) like, Hey guys, you've got to be able to be better than this. Ben Simmons is an anchor on that, on that team. Now, did you, did you hear, uh, Bill Simmons latest pod? They're
0: they're talking Uh, about Ben And maybe some other, you know, I guess Kevin O'Connor was talking about this too, about possibly, you know, going through where they might trade Ben Simmons, if they should trade Ben Simmons. And they were talking about him as though, like, he has like almost no trade value now. Like talking about trading, I think that's crazy too. I think he's still uh, one of the best playmakers in the game. Um, The best, maybe the best defender in the game. And great at getting to the rim. Um, I I think we've seen like when Embiid is out and he's the focal point that he's, you know, averaging a triple double, he's having that, those kind of games. So I would still bet on Ben Simmons, even with his price tag. If, if I'm a, if I'm a team look and looking to trade with the Sixers.
2: Oh yeah. I would, I would take Simmons. He's great. He's great in transition. I love, I love his transition game and the stuff that's, I feel like the stuff that's broken can be fixed. I really do, and I think the stuff that's great is just going to stay great. Um, yeah, so, that stuff's
0: going to stay great, and that's the stuff you can't teach because that's just his like encore awareness, how he sees the game, how he, you know, just playmaking is like an innate skill. The shooting, I mean, I don't know, is he is he ever going to try
2: to get good at it? I I I don't know. I mean, he's a freaking basketball player. He's capable of shooting. Yeah, he should and be. Even if even if there's some sort of mental block, like um, like maybe that's the thing. And if there's ever been a day and age where it's where it's okay to admit a mental block and actually deal with it, now is a time, right? Yeah, like, like Kevin this, Love
0: talking about his yeah. depression. You know,
2: exactly, exactly. I think if he's got like free throw anxiety or whatever, like this is the best time in the history of M- the NBA to have that. Because I think there are more people who are able to treat it. There, that fans are more understanding in general. Like, I, I just, I just think something's got to be done. He is capable of better. Yeah, he has to be.
0: That's it that's a interesting, interesting way to look at it. That uh, there's more. I'm guessing there's more psychological research around this type of thing and.
2: And yeah. yeah. And teams, teams probably have resources mm-hmm. um, at the ready, or at least the willingness to spend on him as needed. I mean, because he's he's a max guy, and you can't give him any more money, right? Right. But you can spend money on other stuff to help him be better, yeah. right? Like the Lakers can spend. $10 million on training equipment for LeBron or whatever. Right. Yeah. There's a max they can pay him, but there's no limit to how much they can spend on stuff to keep him healthy.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it's like, when you hear about teams, not having like the greatest medical facilities, it's like, what the hell are you doing?
2: know <laughs> <laughs> that's totally free. And one of those teams traditionally was the Suns, right?
0: Yeah. But- and Philly too, uh, has been talked about that in the past. I don't know if they still are. It, but yeah. We understand that with Sarver. I guess Sarver is
2: still the owner, right? Sarver's still the owner. Yeah, I think the Suns got it worked out though, because the Nash was really um, they 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 got that team kind of fixed. Like Nash was mm-hmm. kind of fixed at Philly, or I mean at at, um, at Phoenix um, with his back and everything with his diet. So I don't know. Yeah. But I yeah, it, it, it's crazy how um, it's just it's just easy money. You can just you can just spend it, and I would think you'd want to. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of uh, max contracts, uh, this summer is when Luka Doncic is eligible for his super max extension, which is huge. I was surprised by the numbers. Not that he's not worth it, um, but I didn't know it they were. Was- I didn't all know they NBA went. Teams. Yeah, the Derek Rose rule, right? I I didn't know it was that high. Still, like he's going to be making like forty million in the second year of it, and something something along those lines. So that team, I, I absolutely love watching them in chaos. Uh, yeah. You could say all caused by the trade for Kristaps Porzingis. Um, the greatest poison pill ever. We need to build. <laughs> we need to build a Steve Mills statue outside of MSG for the genius trade that he made.
2: Except he didn't get like really right anything in return.
0: Well, two picks. Um, you know, the twenty first this year in a top ten protected in two thousand three, which could be the double draft. Uh, right, right. So it's something. Dennis Smith, who he turned into, who we've turned into, Derek Rose. Right. Yeah. Uh the cap space to sign Marcus Morris, who is then traded for the Clippers first, which basically turned into quickly, and uh this year's second rounder from Detroit, which is the thirty second pick,
2: which is which is a nice nice little throw in. All of all of which are not Christoph's Porzingis. So that's yeah. That's <laughs> that, that's, that's true. No. So I. I think it's great. Yeah. I mean it I I don't I don't root for anyone to be injured. I don't root you know, no mm-hmm. schadenfreude Freud here. But um yeah, I don't like that franchise and I don't I really mm-hmm. don't like
0: it. <laughs> it's so interesting to see like those articles coming out this week about the power struggle with Donnie Nelson and Haralabob. Uh Haral-a-Bob. I mean I only know well I know of Haralabob, I guess one from Nate Silver's book, you know, about his his big mm-hmm. like gambling uh success with the the Lakers, the Lakers some year. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's been on Simmons' podcast. Uh it's so it's funny. Um that he like Luca kinda
2: hates him, I guess. Well he okay, so so I've I've heard him on Simmons podcast. I love him on Simmons podcast.
0: He's hilarious because he's like he's got this attitude and he talks about how every coach sucks.
2: Yeah, and and like the numbers back him up. Yeah. And what what I what I'm gathering is that he upset Luca by like telling him to calm down or whatever, yeah. or like there was that, but I think in general, um, and this is, this is the problem. The Mavics might find themselves in like Luca doesn't seem to want anyone to tell him no, or anyone to like suggest he check himself. Like I, I know Luca is great. Mm-hmm. He is fantastic. And I, I love, his heroics in the playoffs and he's awesome, but everyone needs to be coachable. Everyone needs yeah. to get better at things. And like, if someone told Luca, Hey, maybe, you know, lose 10 pounds in the offseason or <laughs> something like that. So you're not tired at the end of games or like there, there are definitely things he can do better. And if he wants to be really great, He needs to be willing to listen, and maybe he will be at some point. But if you're giving him at age 22, like, power over front office decisions and the coaching hire, maybe, Mm -hmm. like, this is, to me, this is crazy.
0: Yeah. With Carlisle, who's a championship coach and a good, really good coach.
2: A really good coach. Now, that's not to say, so some really good coaches – aren't good anymore. Right. Like Van Gundy, I would say, <laughs> just the, he was great. Like that, that run with the magic was incredible, but the game has passed him by, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but Carlisle, I think is still amazing. And the stuff he was doing to try and stay in those games in, against the Clippers, like the Clippers had so much more talent
0: mm-hmm.
2: than Dallas top to bottom, apart from Luca, they yeah. were like they're at every position. And, he kept him in there, and he, if Luca hadn't gotten hurt, maybe they would have even won that series. I, I don't think Carlisle's a bad coach. I think no, not at all. I think has been a good coach for a long time. I think he's still a good coach. I think he's going to get snatched up, um, and whatever team gets him, good for them.
0: What do you think is um, the best match for Carlisle? So the I open would, spots, I guess, are uh, New Orleans, Portland. Washington. Washington. Washington Boston and if the Nets win tomorrow night Milwaukee probably (laughs) yeah
2: Milwaukee will definitely open up I would I feel like if I were him I would um I would want to give the New Orleans thing a shot if Mm -hmm. I could have some say in shaking up the the team potentially like um I think Boston is great but I don't I don't know where they're they're going. Um, I know they got rid of Kemba today. Yeah. Um, which, I, I mean, Simmons has been talking about how they need to move on from Kemba. Yeah. And they moved on for, you know, kind of nothing. I don't know. They got Al Horford back.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it was really just a contract up because they gave up a pick as well. Um, yeah. They had to back up. Fr- they got the Moses round. Brown, who who had a nice season. Um. Yeah, I almost wonder if it was worth it for them cuz I know Kemba has not been good and his salary is a problem, but if they don't do anything with that new cap space and I don't know if they're going to, I get I guess they have, they must have plans too. But if they don't do anything, I'd still I guess still
2: rather just have Kemba there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe there's a maybe there's a, another move that yeah. they have planned. Um, but I, and I also think Portland is not going to win a We've talked about Portland Mm -hmm. at length. I, I don't see going there. I mean, it would be great to have Dame, but I don't see them winning a title. And then you're just going to be frustrated there. Whereas new Orleans is young and maybe some stuff could happen. I would stay away from Washington. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not stepping up to coach Russell Westbrook, who is also, I think, virtually uncoachable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scotty I Brooks is the
2: Russell whisperer kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe though, maybe he does want to do, uh, Boston. Like maybe he yeah. sees that, um, Stevens is going to be a great front us. Cause maybe Stevens will, cause he's got a great basketball mind. I don't know. He just hasn't been doing it, um, for, you know, more than five minutes. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. And Boston's definitely got some talent.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, two of the best players under
2: 25.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. As you were saying, New Orleans. Um, it, I started thinking, um, what about a trade of uh, Brandon Ingram for Ben Simmons? See, that would be that
2: would be something. That would be, um, yeah. I, I think I think Brandon Ingram's um, good, probably he and Zion are, you know, too overlapping to really be great together. So yeah. maybe, maybe that, that would be helpful for both teams. Yeah.
0: I, I still feel like, no, that would, I mean, that would definitely be helpful for both teams, especially Philly. I think I, I still, I still believe in Ben Simmons, but uh, cause, cause Ingram can shoot. And then like, I think he'd pair well with Embiid. I don't know if Ben Simmons would pair well with Zion because Zion likes to have the ball a lot and is he can shoot, but he's not really a shooter. He plays more at the rim or driving, which is Ben Simmons' role too. So I don't know. Could be interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just like them. I like them both. I think they're like two young, like yeah. exciting players. So the idea of them together sounds awesome. But yeah, it might not be. <laughs> it yeah. might not work out.
0: So do you think either Luca or uh Zion ha- is there a potential to, to take the qualifying offer and therefore uh not have a max extension and not go into restricted free agency? Um,
2: no, I think I, I, I think you don't have to. I think you can just take the you can just sign the deal and then say you want to leave. Yeah, that that's right, probably the thing. Yeah yeah because that escape hatch is always there there is absolutely no incentive to you know bet on yourself and do this thing at at this stage in your career you just take the most money you can get and then especially if you're Zion and I always feel like Zion you know he could blow out two ACLs in in a night right like the guy is massive and he's crazy athletic anything can happen with him um he's yeah, they both got to take the super max, and if, then if they're not happy, they can just say, "Yeah, trade me." Yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah. Especially, I mean, especially for Luca, because being first team All NBA, he's it's just an enormous
2: amount of money to ever give up. Yeah, that would be a record that would stand for a long time in terms of money given up. Money, like it <laughs> said, ah, no, you guys, you guys keep it. I'm going to take my chances. Now he'll, he'll sign. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: So uh, it's talking about, I mean, we talked a lot about Philly. Do you think, how, how do you think they're going to respond in game six tonight?
2: I don't know. Um, man, I feel like if they can't get it done tonight, that's, that's just a shame. Mm-hmm. Like, that was such a massive choke and i i've been on here i've said i i love doc rivers as a, as a human being i love doc rivers as a basketball mind i think he has more um eq than you know any mm-hmm. any guy in the nba probably um but but man this stuff keeps happening to him yeah and i I know he's been coaching a long time so he has had more opportunities to you know blow 3-1 leads and blow 20 plus point leads in games and all that stuff but
0: yikes you would think that having a high EQ is what would help with preventing those kind of
2: blow like those kind of collapses I think so but I think part of the 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 downfall of Doc in in LA Um, was not the high EQ. It was the fact that he has too much trust in his guys sometimes. He's just like, you know, like he would, he was playing Harold last year Mm -hmm. when he had no business playing. Like he's like, no, that's my guy. He got me here. And and this is what I'm going to do like the loyalty thing is too big. And I think, I think doc, maybe trust those guys to work it out. You know, when, Mm -hmm. when you're on the court and you've got this big lead, um, and there's like no way, literally no way you can lose unless <laughs> you help the other team, right? Like you have to turn the ball over. You have to have bad possessions. You have to like give up easy baskets. Like you have to be, no team can get that hot to take out a 20 point lead yeah, Right in the third quarter. Like you have to help them by screwing up. Um, and I think he has faith that his guys will figure it out and and do it. And he calls some timeouts and tries to keep them from doing it. But I don't know. I I think those guys just maybe aren't as good as he believes they can be. And like, I would love if I would love playing for doc, I would love doc to believe in me a hundred (laughs) percent, but I think it sucks when those guys just aren't as good as doc needs them to be. Um, It sucks. I mean, I do think Philly, the players
0: are good enough um, to have withstood that onslaught by Atlanta. Um, I don't, you know, maybe it wasn't a good in-game adjustment to going to a more of like a prevent defense type of thing. The the thing that I love about Tibbs, um, you know, and I have mixed feelings on him, but one thing he does really well. It's like, he has no patience as we know. So one like lazy play on defense or one bad defensive possession, he calls timeout. Right. Like stops right. the bleeding immediately. And maybe that is what uh doc trusting his players too much was not willing to do in that situation.
2: Right. And you see, and, and Tib- Tibbs Tim's like, put someone on the bench. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll pull you, especially young players. Yeah. He's like, he has a very short leash with young players, but, um, I, yeah, I don't know, I, and I—it's—it's it's the flip side, right? Because it's—it's great that Doc Doc believes in his guys, and it's great that he can get so many guys to believe in him and follow his way. Like what he's done with that team this year has been great. They've been fantastic, and if Embiid's knee was 100, maybe they—maybe this isn't even a series still, mm-hmm. right? Maybe that is enough of a difference that they've already finished this one off, um, but. It it and it sucks. I'm just saying, like they these things. Eventually, you're gonna get hung on him because he's just been part of a lot of these games. Yeah. <laughs> he's been on the wrong side of a lot of these.
0: Yeah. I mean, this was an epic one. Uh, in addition to Milwaukee's epic loss against Brooklyn the day before, uh, but yeah, the the one against uh, Houston, even without Harden, was was epic in that series. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That that was that was an all all timer. This one, this one was just, this one was just pretty bad. Yeah, uh, and and so I don't know. I really, really hope Philly gets it together. Um,
0: yeah, I'm yeah. in for them. I at least want to see a game seven. Um, I, I do like the Hawks. Uh, which is which most Knicks fans wouldn't like to hear, but you know I don't see them as like a a, Pacers, a Reggie Miller Pacers level rival yet. Um, but I, I, you know, I like a lot of things about them. I like Trey. I like a lot of their supporting cast. Even like Kevin Herder, I like
2: a lot of good. players. Yeah, I, lo- I love guys. Bogdanovich. Yeah, like yeah, he's,
0: he's a <laughs> the almost Buck.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But though, so it's it, it's a really weird playoffs because of all the injuries and COVID and. Um,
2: yeah, did you see the NBA's? announcement like injury levels were no higher than normal or whatever like i heard about that yeah which may which may be true but it just if you look at the number of star star players yeah that have been hurt um either before the playoffs or during the playoffs because i i would almost i would include lebron james yeah right um i would i would include him and it's it's like it's a lot yeah
0: i think I mean, LeBron and AD for sure. Um, that's And that's why LeBron was vocal about it. Uh, right. Kawhi, I, I don't think you could blame the early start for Kawhi because they didn't go that far in the playoffs in the bubble. And he's been load managed the entire season. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't think the early start really contributed to that. But but who knows? Uh, Chris Paul is just bad luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He was injured by a virus. The neck thing was just a fluke thing. Um, who else? Oh, there's, yeah. Uh, Kyrie, Harden. Mm-hmm. But those guys, like, maybe Harden, you could say, was because of uh, preparation time. I don't know. Yeah. Because just hurt all season, kind of.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how he bead um, mm-hmm. where that fits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it was it was a weird season. A lot of missed games during the regular season. I mean, when the MVP's discussion is coming down to well, yeah. who missed so many? Like, uh, I don't know. It, they they might be right on the math, but it doesn't feel like it terrible. feels
0: right. yeah. Especially with LeBron at, not in the playoffs, like that's yeah. always you know a mainstay. Yeah. Um, except for the year that um with the Lakers with when they still had all the, all the, the pre AD trade. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess who, who do you see winning the
2: Utah LA series? I think, I think Utah is going to win it. I, I'm impressed at what Paul was able to, uh, what Paul Pierce was Paul Pierce, Paul George was able to do. <laughs> But um but yeah, I, I think I think Utah is better. Mm-hmm. Um especially without Kawhi. I, I I think they're I think they're gonna pull it off. They gotta win one in LA, but I don't know. I think they Dallas can. didn't Dallas win like three in LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it's um it's not that it's not that big a deal. So I think the I think Utah's gonna come back and win that one. Uh I don't know. What do you think? I think so, too. I mean, that's what I'm rooting for.
0: Uh, but, yeah, because they, they were in the game the whole time and played very well in game five. And, you know, playoff P had is probably one of his best performances ever in the playoffs. And who knows if he could do that again. I, you can't count on Reggie Jackson every night. No. Yeah. But, uh, but good. you know, good for the Clippers for playing on. They, they're... I I would ra- also rather Utah win because I want to see the best teams advance, and I don't think the Clippers have a chance without Kawhi of winning right. the
2: championship. Right? I yeah, I agree. I agree. The next series will be better. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, if Conley can come back, I think the Jazz can give the Suns some yeah. some trouble. And I I mean I love that Chris Paul is making this run. It feels very uh, 2011 Dirk Nowitzki. Right, where the guy who's been an all-star mm-hmm. over and over again mm-hmm. and has been snake-bit in the playoffs and all this stuff finally gets on this magical run. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't celebrate just yet if I were a Suns fan.
0: Yeah, I, I was a little surprised by um, Saul's confidence in how few games he thought Paul would miss. Um, which, you know, I hope that's the case. But if he hasn't had a negative test yet announced, like we still don't know.
2: Right. Yeah. And I think, I think it will go seven at least the other series. So,
0: um, yeah, that gives him some that time. Will,
2: that'll get him to, to Tuesday. Um, well, I think, I think the Jazz will be, I think they'll be a hard matchup. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really do. Um, but again, that's really only if Conley comes back. And if, um, uh, playoff D as I'm calling him, uh, <laughs> can, um, is like if his ankle's not, you know, right, right. messed up. Um, so cause yeah, I think he's great. I think Mitchell is like, I think he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he's just having to do too much
0: right now right, and probably a little and, banged up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a it's a likable team. Um, playoff B Boyan
2: Bogdanovich uh, <laughs> the other Bogdanovich the other Bogdanovich <laughs> if we have an all Bogdanovich final that would be that, that
0: be... would be something yeah <laughs> I mean amazing that Atlanta would make it <laughs>
2: <laughs> but not impossible now not impossible yeah. Um, yeah I mean Brooklyn could knock out Milwaukee and then and you then know, have still have problems. Again.
0: Yeah. With Harden yeah. and Kyrie. Yeah. It's a fun... I, I Actually, let's let's check out the odds real quick, because I'm curious. I mean, I would think... I mean, Phoenix should be favored just based on the fact that they're the only team who's moved on to the third round. Yeah, and they've looked the best,
2: and they're the healthiest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as the physical <laughs> the injuries... <laughs> Yeah. I mean I guess yeah that that's fair. Um I guess the Bucks don't have anyone injured, but Right. Uh Bud is injured in the head. Jesus. Everyone is just
0: killing him. Now. I know. Ooh. Uh okay, Team Futures, NBA. So it looks like Brooklyn is still the favorite. Uh wow. I would I would bet on I mean, I would have to pick Phoenix. Like, how are they not the favorite, based on the fact that they're already in the third round? Um, but I like,
2: man.
0: Yeah. So, so it's anyway. So it's so that it's not terrible audio. It's Brooklyn two twenty, 220, Phoenix plus two fifty, Milwaukee plus four forty, Utah plus six fifty, Clippers plus eight hundred. Philly plus 1200, Atlanta plus 2100. Atlanta. I don't know, it's not terrible odds for someone I mean, who's up in the second one. round.
2: 21 to 1. Like, I don't know. I would yeah. I, I would I'd would put a flyer on that. Yeah, put it's, 20 bucks on that. It's not impossible. It's I would say there's a better than 5% chance that they can pull this off. Yeah, and that's right. that's the way to look at it. Yeah. Um cuz man it is It is so close with Brooklyn. They are like, they are always living on the knife's edge with, um, those, <laughs> as, as great as KD has looked, he's still coming back from a freaking Achilles tear. He played 48 minutes. Unbelievable. I couldn't you believe that. You can't yeah. do that. No. Like, I mean, you I can I mean, they had to, otherwise they probably don't win, but still. But, but you can you can do that up until you can't. And right. you don't know when that can't moment is, right? It's like, Yeah,
0: a lot of people with the Knicks are defending Tibbs this year who, you know, uh, Julius Randle and RJ were one and two in minutes played in the NBA this year. And they're like, but look, he got us to the playoffs for the first time and was so good. How could you complain? It's like, it's true. If you play these guys as much as you can, then you're going to improve your chances of winning in the short term. But it's it's not it's always not a problem until the problem happens. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like Amari Stoudemire had a great career as a Nick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for fifty games or whatever it was. Like it was, you know, he was he was awesome. Yeah. And then it's like, but I remember at the time going, "Hmm, this <laughs> seems like an awful lot of playing time for Amari." Stoudemire.
0: Yeah. And it was like a move that was criticized in the off season, uh, rightfully so. And then that first year, it's like, oh, well, maybe we were wrong, and Amari Stoudemire is still good. Yeah. You know. I did love that. That was one of my favorite Nick seasons. Yeah, he,
2: it was. It was pretty cool. He
0: was great. Uh, the team was finally playing well. You had Gallo there, who was this like rising star. It was a fun team.
2: Yeah. Whatever happened to all those guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my father always talks about the Nick. The he's like he he hates Carmelo Anthony like more than oh yeah. It, more than anyone should, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he's always complaining about the Knicks trading the whole team to get to get Carmelo, and you know they, you know, could have won. I was like, I'm always like, okay, but how many championships did those guys all win when they all went to Denver? Like, right, right. You know, I mean, they were great pieces. Don't get me wrong, but they were just pieces.
0: Again, more than a five percent chance, though, that Gallinari wins a championship this year.
2: That's true. That's true. Um, Yeah, I
0: just uh, I think it's you you got to trade for those stars. It's just the problem is just that the Knicks weren't able to build a team around him.
2: Yeah, no, the problem was just that Melo was greedy and he wanted to get the trade so that he could get the extra year. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was it. Otherwise, he could have just waited it out, gone in free agency. And the team wouldn't have had to be gutted and they could have actually competed. But those guys by themselves were not were not good enough to compete for a title, as Denver's record after the Carmela Trey will tell you. Um, they were just – they were really, really good supporting pieces. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's too bad. It's too bad. Too bad. la, la, splitting. I just saw that today. Really? I did not hear this. Yeah, I, I just saw it, like, in my Google News feed today.
0: Well, that was, you know, they always said Mello wants to be in New York or L.A. because of Lala. Well, now he's in Portland. Maybe that's why they got divorced. Maybe that's why they're splitting.
2: It could be. Could be.
0: Could be. Um, yeah. Rip City. It will rip you apart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Uh,
2: any any final thoughts? Um. No, just uh, took... Um... Took my two month old son to the doctor today to get his first round of vaccines. Mm-hmm. So it's not COVID vaccines, but these are, you know, polio and all these things. And, you know, big needles, scary. He cried, all this stuff. And we did it because mm-hmm. vaccines work. Yeah. You no, know, we, we don't want him to cry. We don't want her to be in pain. We don't want that stuff. We also don't want him to get freaking polio. No, you right? don't want that. So, and I don't want anyone else to get polio from him, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we did it. And I think, you know, everyone should should do it. Just suck it up. Go get that vaccine. And, yes, you can read about people like Chris Paul Getting the mm-hmm. COVID vaccine and still getting COVID because it is statistically possible, though very unlikely.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, and yeah, and that can be like, oh, don't do it. Do it. Do it. Please.
0: And Please. the s- symptoms are supposedly less severe. And maybe Paul will only have to miss one game because he got vaccinated.
2: Yeah, exactly. Imagine if he was, like, on the shelf for a week, two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that series would be over. Cameron Payne's not that good. (laughs) Not yet.
0: Not yet. yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. And you could subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams. And may the rest of your days be days of thunder.